Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. about you know like oh star trek is so dark now now you have a conspiracy with this i was like what are they, how many episodes did they do about a conspiracy in starfleet you know there's yeah you know there's always something like that i mean shit even um even the last uh star trek movie with the original cast had klingons and uh, federation people or starfleet you know working together to screw the truce between the klingons and starfleet <laughs> you know it's like it's like come on and I actually, yeah, and some, well, someone told me they're like, I I don't know, but the news it's like things are just a little too dark. And I go, I go, oh yeah, like the Dominion Wars, like what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> Star Trek's always been dark. They could just show you more of it on TV now. Yeah, yeah, like they're not they're they're not uh, restricted because of you know uh, budget or whatever. Because it's like you see like the little, like the um, the explosion on a. Uh, Utopia Planitia Yards. It's like we would never have seen that on the television series. It would have been something that happened off world, or we may have just caught a glimpse, you know, of it. But it's like we would never have seen all of that. No. Hmm. But oh. I've been really digging this fucking show. Like oh, I like Rios. It's a, I like Rios. Yeah. It's a slow build, <laughs> yeah. but I like that it's a slow build. Like, don't give me everything all at once. Right. Like, just kind of ease me into it. And I, I dig it. That ship is fucking sexy for one. Oh yeah, I, and uh, what was what's funny is I I've been hearing people on Twitter saying, okay, we need a a, a, sh- a short treks on um, the two Romulans. <laughs> we need a short trek of the two Romulans that that House Picard, you know, like their past. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they were apparently the Obsidian or they worked for the Obsidian Order. I was like, and they was fighting in that one episode. Dude, in that too. one episode, I know where you just see them fucking knocking around. And then when the guy was ready to kill, she said, "We don't do that anymore." 
<laughs> it's so funny because right then I'm like, oh, okay, they're not just the house hands. No. These <laughs> the motherfuckers have, have sworn to protect Picard if someone comes trying to trying to solve a debt. Hmm. Fuck you. I, 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 do, I do enjoy that Picard is kind of knocked off his high, high horse. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like he was untouchable in yeah. the next generation. He was he's, the greatest of the great. He's flawed now. He's flawed. He's made mistakes. But he but the reason why I'm digging it is because he's trying to atone for it. Yeah. He's not just like, yeah, fuck it, I make mistakes now. Nah, he ain't doing that. You know, he's like, I need to fix this. Well, like he said, you know, and, and like, I dig he's, that. like he said before, he's like, I've just been waiting here to die. You know? And now it's like, okay, not doing that anymore. I'm I'm I want, you know, I made this mistake. And, you know, and he also, you know, Data's death has been is still hanging over him, which is cool, you know, so it's like interesting. And then finding out, you know, the, oh, shit, he left the Enterprise to run this, you know, Romulan um, exodus. So, yeah, no, it's been it's been really cool. Scene seven pop in on the last episode was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you owe me a new uh, a new ship, Picard. Oh. And it's like. I don't know, man. It's just fucking so cool. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm so excited for this fucking show when it when it comes on. It was so cool. Like, to I'm see like, oh Hugh fuck, again. it's Thursday. Yeah, it was cool to see Hugh again, um, which was nice. And still that board cube finding out, like, oh, like Romulans got fucked up in there. They all, all those Romulans went insane. And then, like, thinking like, oh, they're going after her as an android, but why? Now you're seeing all this extra shit. That's kind of you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on with this? You know. Like what the hell is you know what is her deal? That chick is cute though. Yeah, she plays Raj. She is. Yeah. She is. <laughs> Let me touch you one time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that dude, um, who's secretly the bad guy, but um, the Romulan dude. Oh yeah. I kind of like a little swagger with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I dig that he's uh, he's not. I don't know, like he's like a good looking dude, but in a normal way. <laughs> he doesn't look like fucking the dude who plays Superman. You know what I mean? Like Right. What what I but, uh, what I like his too. His sister's hot though. Oh god, yeah. Um what I like is the fact that the Romulans got rid of the bowl cuts. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> I like how a lot of them are shaved. Like they're just bald headed. I'm like going, Oh, they got went Nero. Like, okay, that's cool. We can I still want to know what the ultimate goal with the Borg ship is. Yeah. And I also want to know what Borg ship is it? Because the one at, um, the one from Picard was destroyed. Right. And I, when want, he I was, was wondering if it's Hughes, um, Hughes, uh, Borg yeah, ship. maybe since he's there Yeah, and he seems to have some fucking weight too. Yeah, I know. He seems... fucking was telling people what to do. <laughs> I know. I was like, going, so I was, I was like going, Oh, did he just smack him across the face with his dick? Like his, his Borg dick. <laughs> I didn't catch who it was at first. Like I, I was, I'm like, I know this cat. I was like, who the fuck is this? And I go, seen one Borg, seen them all. Am I right? And my wife was in the room. She goes, what? And I go, nothing. <laughs> they, they make it's so funny too, because when, when they show the ship, that sense of like you shouldn't fucking be here is for is real. Like it's like, uh, this place is scary. Dude. <laughs> If you were like, hey, you want to tour, tour a Borg ship? I'm, like, nah, I'm no, good, I'm, 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 I'm good. going to stay at the Starbase. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the whole, uh, oh, what is it? The, uh, 
the fucking nuns. I mean, it's like, <laughs> was uh, what are they? The the nuns that. Oh God, what did he call them? I'm trying to remember what he called them. Uh, when he said that you're trying to get the murderous nuns, and then he's like, and there, and he explained that there was oh like, assassin nuns, assassin nuns. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? Oh man, but he like he cl- clean cut that dude's head right off, bro. The way he fought in just that little second was like, oh, this dude's gonna be fun. Yeah, like he's just like fucking untouchable. <laughs> But then it was almost – I almost felt it was a callback to fucking Star Wars when the dude was like, you can fight this blaster. And it reminded <laughs> me of when um, Han was like, you have all that force shit, but right. <laughs> got this blaster, you got to shoot your ass. <laughs> but um, it was really good. And it was kind of like – that whole scene was kind of intense because he was – he saw injustice and then decided while he was waiting for his fucking bus <laughs> to just tear the sign down and come in and stuff. And then they, then he realized, oh, they don't like me because I promised them things that didn't happen. Right. You know, and then he immediately took responsibility for it and this and that and the other thing. So it's, it's, um, it's, I, I do like that they're, they're recognizing that he is older. Yeah. You know, and that he's a little bit more frail. He's not, you could even in the I think the first episode when he was running with the the sister that died. Oh yeah, and he's like, I can't, I can't. like hold on, <laughs> you know. Um, what I love promises are prisons. I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, that's the best line when somebody goes, "Promise me, promises are prisons." <laughs> yeah. Right. Throw some, drop some Romulan knowledge on you. I like the fact that we're getting more like insight into Romulan. Like we're finding like like all these different people that are enemies of the Tal Shiar. Yeah. You know, and you're just, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the, we're learning about their mythology too. Yeah. And I'm really curious as to why they're so fearful of, um, of artificial. AI. Yeah, and it is funny because they said something that really kind of struck a chord with me where they're like, haven't you ever noticed that our techno, our computers are only used to do mathematics. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. You mm-hmm. never heard like a voice speaking on yeah. a on a Romulan ship or anything like that. They were, smarter. Kinda, they were smarter than us. Right. They're like, <laughs> fuck this. Probably saw data and were like, get him the fuck away from me. <laughs> oh man. A little racist, but you know what? Right, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So, uh, by the way, if you haven't checked out Picard on CBS All Access, you're doing yourself a disservice. A disservice. Dis disservice. Disco service. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth a view. Um, and so is fucking Discovery. If you if I don't I was listen to pe- someone, don't listen to people online. Those people right. Don't. I, I was speaking to someone um, at work, and they were they were clowning on Discovery. And they go, Adam, aren't you a Star Trek fan? I go, yeah. And they're like, I'm like, you didn't like Discovery? And they're like, well, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, you've been steady clowning <laughs> on this shit for 10 minutes. And you, he's like, oh, don't get mad. I know you're a Trekkie. I said, no, I'm mad because of the audacity as which you're acting right now. Yeah. Like, not, it has nothing to do with Star Trek. He's like, well, everyone's saying that it's trash. I'm like, you know what? I said, I, I, I don't think I'm old enough to say this, but I'm going to say it back in my day. <laughs> We used to just watch something ourselves and form our own opinion. opinion. Yeah. Not go, oh, everyone said it's trash, so I'm not going to go see it. Right. 
it's one thing if your friends are going, bro, you ain't going to like this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, or, you, or you hear I, them go like, I like it. <laughs> you know, right. you, like, I mean, it was that right. Yeah. But if you haven't seen you're on the fence because people are saying that it's trash and you're a Star Trek fan, go in with an open mind and check it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was I've loved it. And I'm a super Star Trek nerd. Yeah. Like it's pathetic. Okay. <laughs> I personally but, dug season two more than one. Um, I did too. I think season still, one they were they were trying, trying something different. They were trying something different, and I think season two focused more on the bridge crew, and I dig that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even though there were some tragic moments, but um, right. and I think the the overarching story too was more grandiose. And then I like um, I just I like that ship. I don't like. <laughs> I like the bridge. I'm not a hundred percent fond of the outside. The design of it, yeah. Yeah, I think it looks weird, yeah. but it's a weird fucking ship. So yeah. you know, yeah. it is what I, it is. It actually looks kind of like the original design for the Enterprise, like the old. It does. The, the old. It does. I, I watched this whole fucking thing because I was like, I recognize that, <laughs> and it was it was one of the rough sketches of the original Enterprise back yeah. in the day, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of dope. Yeah, which is a cool Uh-oh. callback. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. My son. Um, <laughs> so, but I do love the show, and I can't fucking wait for season three, dude. Because <laughs> we're going to see shit we've never seen before. Exactly. 29th century. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see. Then we, all we had was that teaser trailer, which yeah. showed, like, you know, the, the, that apparently the Federation had fallen. So it's kind of like, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> so well what what the dude daniels from enterprise what year was he from that's the thing is like i want to i think it was was it earlier than that we're looking we're looking because it was the temporal cold war right he was yeah he's a temporal agent he's from the 31st century so he's actually from later yeah Oh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull him in and they visit the Enterprise like, what the fuck are you doing? Because well, isn't or, that against the temporal code? Because they, they well, fucking go into the future. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's <laughs> remember they had a, um, what was it, uh, temporal investigations on Star Trek. Yeah. You know, so it's like. It started to get a little weird, though. Yeah. Like, they, they were doing it a little too much. Yeah. But um, it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> oh. but I like Daniels. I thought he was fucking great. Yeah, I I was actually thinking about like rewatching Enterprise again. I, it's a good show. Yeah, I mean I, I I watched it when it was when it came out, and just when it got good is when the when they when they canceled it, um or got really good. I like the three episode story arcs and stuff like that where they actually the fourth the first and the fourth season are the best seasons. Yeah, when they started when they actually started tying it up with the original like with canon Trek. You know, we got to see the 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 difference in Klingons and stuff like that. You know, we started to actually get into it. That's when it got good, and that's when they canceled it. So, but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking for I'm looking into rewatching those again. But uh, yeah, so all right, well, I guess on that we should just jump into some news. So, my story for the week. It's these fucking flip phones, dude. <laughs> 
So Samsung's claim that the new Galaxy Z Flip uses ultra-thin glass sounds like a true breakthrough when the foldable phone was announced last week. But until now, a foldable screen has have used plastic displays, which can be easily scratched even with a fingernail. The Z Flip making the switch to glass, however thin it might be, had everyone hopeful that it would hold up better uh, to long-term use. But it seems that may not be the case. Now, Zach Nelson got his hands on a Samsung's second attempt on a foldable phone, and the results of his jerry-rig everything durability test did not inspire confidence. Now, the Z Flip's display starts showing permanent marks and scratches far earlier than actual glass would. Part of the tried-and-true Jerry rig, Riggs Everything test is putting the phone through a gauntlet of more hardness picks to test the, um, the display screen, um, display glass to start show damage. Now, if you watch uh, the Zach's video, you probably have heard the modern phones have scratch levels starting at 6 and deeper grooves at 11. Well, the flip starts picking up damage at level 2 and it significantly at level 3 which is on par with plastic screens with the G Galaxy Fold and more recent Motorola Razor quote this screen is in no way scratch resistant whatsoever Nelson says near the end of the video and at the end of the clip he begins poking holes at the screen that makes the OLED panel goes on the fritz and there's no sign of any glass fracturing at the unveiling of the Samsung Z Flip, uh, it was it was categorical. Uh, Samsung made clear that it was categorical that it was glass. However, when pressured, when Samsung representatives were pressured for more information on whose Samsung's partner is for manufacturing it, however, it was made and how it was made to bend and what processes were applied to the glass. At the time, Samsung declined to comment on those questions. But the company offered a response um, that uh, asked for when asked for a comment on the story. Galaxy Z Flip features an Infinity Flex display with Samsung's ultra-thin glass to deliver a sleek premium look and offer an immersive experience uh, viewing experience. A spokesperson said in an email, Samsung first of its kind UTG, which is the ultra-thin glass technology, is different from any other Galaxy flagship device while the display does bend it should be handled with care also galaxy z flip has a protective layer on top of the utg similar to the galaxy fold now is samsung trying to say that they're only seeing scratches on the outer protective layer those look pretty deep and permanent but it's possible uh, when samsung's asked if it planned to offer a repl screen replacement service for the z flip as it did for the Galaxy Fold. It will. Z Flip buyers can get a one-time screen replacement for $119, Samsung says. In addition, you can also get a specialized screen protector designed for the Z Flip for free one time. And here's the company's statement on that. As part of the Premier service, we will offer a one-time free application of the screen protector for the Z Flip at select UBIF, that's you break, I fix, and Samsung branded locations or by sending it to Samsung Premier Service via mail. The company added, the screen protector will be applied by a specialist with the proper equipment to align and apply the program. Uh, the program is rolling out soon. Now, Nelson thinks Samsung could be using a hybrid 
plastic polymer with microscopic bits of glass mixed in so it can display the um, can advertise the display as glass but if but if it can be scratched that easily that would seem like a significant selling um, a selling point for a $1,300 Galaxy Z Flip is starting to look a little like um, starting to look like overblown marketing. Um, when I watched the video and I saw his his test on there, I, which I was actually like, oh, that's pretty neat the way he did it. He overall yeah. likes the phone. The problem is, is that there's a lot of indentations, even with his nail. You know, he was making um, marks in the screen. And then when he was poking holes in it to, to see, there was no glass. Like, you can tell, like, when an iPhone cracks, you know, how it splinters out. Like, yeah. these were significant holes pushed in, and you would just see the pixelating line going up above it. Honestly, I feel like they're rushing this tech out. Like, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been tested enough in the field, and I think they're just making us test it, yeah. which is weird because that's a big waste of money. Yeah, but you got all these early adopters, so it's like yeah, you know that's why I'm never an early adopter or anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. You pay me to test your shit, (laughs) (laughs) bitch. But uh, yeah, I mean, the phone looks cool. Like the screen, like him, the screen himself. He says it's like they actually put a uh, a metal bracket right at the right where it flips open, so it gives itself some support. Even when he bent the screen, you know going you know like applying pressure on the center and like almost like trying to break it in half uh the screen was still responsive you could hear the framing around it kind of cracking but the screen remained responsive which was cool but at the same time it's like you know yeah i mean i've seen those protective screens and it really looks like it's plastic not glass so and that the shitty thing is is that you can get away with marketing as as if it has something like you can say like you know, made in America from foreign parts, you know, in, in small right. print, you know, but, uh, it, it's just like, I'm just looking at it like going, we're not there yet. And you know, it's, it's, in, it's an interesting tech. It really is. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad idea. You know, it's just, is it though? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Like I, I thought it was cool. I was looking at the Motorola one and I was like, Oh, this is kind of dope. Screen's pretty big and stuff like that. But immediately just looking at it, I'm like, this wants to break. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't look durable to me. And and honestly, smartphones aren't durable anyway. Right. But They're not I can't <laughs> I can't put that in a case. Like mm-hmm. a like a fucking is Otterbox gonna make a flip case? Right. Cause I put my shit in tanks, motherfucker. I don't <laughs> play games. All right. Play with my emotions. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was interesting to see like uh to I mean, it was cool that they kind of understood, like they put a little plastic rim around the glass, so the plastic laid on it, but the glass didn't touch. Yeah. But they were still a little opening. One thing that I thought was just ridiculously stupid was he goes, yeah, it has a camera on the back where even folded, you could take a picture, but it's got this little itty bitty screen on the side where you can kind of see what, you know, yeah. you know I was like, really? it's not necessary. Like, Come on, guys. What are we doing? That's stupid. Now you're just being fucking gimmicky. Yeah. You but, know, but they did have but, this cool cover that he got that was in two separate pieces, so it covers the outside, just not the hinge part. But still looks kind of cool. I I'm just, but I'm not. I, I'm not there yet. I'm not sold on it. Right, and I'm not either. Like I'm to the point that I'm barely paying attention to it. Like I'm kind of <laughs> just like, all right, whatever. But right. um, my thing has always been that razor, though. 
I know. <laughs> the more the more moving parts you have, the the more you're asking for fucking trouble. Right. You know, and that's one of the testaments of cell phones is they have no moving parts really anymore. I mean, shit, most of them they have a button. That's about it. They have like a volume rocker and a a power button. Yeah. Or a big you know, so, button. <laughs> right. So I mean, the only real issue is uh just wear after a while but some of these cell phones last fucking forever if you treat them right yeah you know and it's if as long as you're not buying fucking shit but i don't know man it's just not for me yet yeah and will it ever be you know i don't know no he'll be rocking that old nokia (laughs) (laughs) you can't touch my fucking snake high score give a fuck and that'll be the original that'll be the original one because it still works listen i used to have a motorola uh, flip, but it wasn't really a flip. It was just it had this cover that covered the buttons. It was like a dust cover. <laughs> oh, I remember so I, those. Yeah, remember yeah, that shit. Yeah. I flipped that bitch over. That was back in high school, pimp. <laughs> like when I was freshman year, my mom got me a phone. I thought I was the shit. And then the Nokia's came out, and everyone's like, "Your game, your phone ain't got games on it, pimp." I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So then I got a job, and I got one. <laughs> That's where you're like, uh, you're like, oh wait, I got a call. Hold on. <laughs> no, I used to love those Nokia. Or you make that, fucking... or you make that Star Trek sound. You know, yeah, for real. Um, the Nokia's with the change-out face plates, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> I was there, right? I was there. I saw it. So, this one is just interesting because it kind of makes you think. Um, a federal court has ordered Google to identify an anonymous user who left a bad review of an Australian dental surgeon's practice, according to Australian Broadcasting Corporation. He said the patent hurt his business by – or the patient, I'm sorry – hurt his business by advising other users to, quote, stay away um, from a procedure while calling it extremely awkward and uncomfortable and a complete waste of time. The surgeon in question, Dr. Matthew Kababi. Kab- um, had asked Google share asked Google share the identity identity of the anonymous user uh, CBSM23. Google rejected the request, stating it didn't have any means to investigate uh, where and when the ID was created. Basically, Google saying, "I don't care," right? Because they can. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't fucking care. Um, however, a judge said that Dr. Kababi. Uh, had the right to pursue a, a defamation case and that Google must hand over personal details like name, phone numbers, uh, location, metadata, and IP addresses. Um, the dental surgeon's lawyer uh, called the ruling the rule groundbreaking, saying Google was effectively responsible for dealing with defamatory posting on its platform. If they're out there trying to hide by an- anonymity, I hate that word. Anonymity. Yeah, even via VPN. I think the court system's catching uh, up now, and there are ways and means of obtaining that information, Mark Stanarek uh, told an Australian TV station. It has been illegal since 2016 for U.S. companies to punish consumers with gag clauses in contracts, particularly after one infamous uh, incident where a New York State hotel tried to fine a guest for a bad review. However, that law doesn't necessarily apply to slanderous comments, nor to other, um, nor to other countries. In fact, U.S. companies are required by the uh, Haug Convention 
to pass on uh, information demanded by foreign courts. In Australia, large corporations can't sue users for bad reviews, but nonprofits and small businesses with less than 10 employees definitely can. Meanwhile, Google told the ABC that it it won't comment on ongoing legal matters. However, it has previously told Australian courts that such court orders can lead to, quote, the suppression of information that would have prevented consumers suffering from unfair business practices, end quote. I do agree with Google there. Um, even though I don't think this started out as Google, like, making a grandstand for privacy. I think they just were like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, we don't about care your about thing. To- yeah, you know, you're, you're, um, I mean, to be honest, if you're not paying a whole lot to Google, Google don't give a shit. Yeah, for real. And that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's not their problem. That's how capitalism works. Right. So this is kind of an interesting case. So for one, I, I do want to say big ups for once America's ahead um, has more privacy than somebody else because uh, we have the law that you can't. Right. You can't go after people for negative because we're big on freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. It's funny to me because they're doing a um, doing a case on him for t- for basically talking shit. But all he said was, you know, this procedure's awkward and uncomfortable. Stay away. It was a complete waste of time. You know, who knows what the fucking procedure was? Right. And it's just like you can't even fucking say you didn't like something. Yeah. You're gonna get sued. Come on now. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you know, yes. There are some people that you write bogus reviews. I mean, I work retail, and yeah. you know, if you don't give a customer the what they want, they'll those are the ones that usually leave bad reviews anyway, or the ones that that don't like you. But if you run your business solely on reviews like that, I mean, you know, and, and this will be honest, you know, dentistry or any kind of like that, you're generally getting information from someone else. You know, it's not right. like I'm not looking at their Yelp reviews, you know, because a lot of times you can't trust Yelp reviews because you have people that are like, oh, they you know, oh, well, they wanted me to pay this and I didn't have the money, so fuck them and their shit when this is that, you know, you know, or they did one little thing wrong and then suddenly that's the whole thing. You know, it, it's really, it, you, you can't trust Yelp reviews. And I don't think a lot of people do trust Yelp reviews anymore or any type of, like, online reviews. I, I for the most part, have stopped going to the to the reviews for businesses for two reasons. One... Local businesses, I can just ask the homies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they've pro- someone's been there. You know, especially because <laughs> usually the only time I'm looking for up reviews is for restaurants or, you know, stuff like that. Medical stuff, I don't really look at reviews for. I just go to the fucking doctor. Yeah. And if I if well, I feel which, whichever your insurance covers, you know. <laughs> exactly. And if I feel that I don't fucking dig them, I've, I've got up and walked out of the fucking doctor's office and didn't pay shit. Yeah. You know, so it is what it is. But, um, I. I stop going to reviews for that because I can ask people. And then also I, tr- I notice that I like subconsciously, instinctively just look for negative reviews. I'm not even reading the positive ones. Yeah. Like there'll be a hundred positive ones and two negative. I've only read the two negative. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, well, then this fucking whole platform is useless. Right. I'll read reviews for fun. Like <laughs> I-, I love reading reviews for parks. <laughs> Because people will fucking complain about shit that has nothing to do with the park or read reviews about a church oh, where people are given one star because some lady was rude to them. So you give one star to a church. <laughs> like There's a special place in hell for you for that. God looking at his fucking Yelp review like, for real? <laughs> Is that how you feel? <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, that'd be funny. You go up to the pearly gates, and he's mm-hmm. like, I see that your local parish you gave two stars. And you know what? We tried our best, and I don't appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's obviously legal to do that in fucking heaven, too. Yeah, the, lady, yeah. the lady gave me a weird look. Mm. She had a stroke. And right. uh, that's why she was getting... Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you still felt confident enough to leave it in the review, so. (laughs) (laughs) But see, and this whole situation stems a bigger debate about privacy and, like, what people seem to think. This isn't the 90s anymore. People seem to think that just because you haven't put your real name in something, they can't find you. Yeah. And part of me is, like, Kind of like this is kind of terrifying because you're you're not really private online and stuff like that. But then pa- another part of me is like this is kind of dope because a lot of people would hide behind that shit yeah. and do funny shit. Yeah. So now you know you can't. But at the end of the day, stop reviewing places. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just wasting your time when you. I only review places if I have something positive to say. It's like uh, this comedian Sebastian Maniscalco where he's like. You know, if I go to a restaurant, you know, people write reviews. I go to the restaurant. I look at my wife and I go, salmon sucks. Let's get the fuck out of here. He goes, if you have to go home and write a thesis right. on the Brussels sprouts. You know? like, is it that important? <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's your life look like? <laughs> exactly. When that's what you're spending your time on. Like, seriously, I, I seldomly write reviews on anything. But when I do, it's oh, they're just positive ones. Like, if I go to a restaurant and the food was fucking fire like there's this local um the last review i wrote was for this local uh mexican food place called like del sol or something like that or azteca something i don't know but it's like a family spot and it's oh my god this place is fucking fire bro (laughs) like this is so delicious my wife even wanted was like this is this place is a shit and um so i had to drop a little review when i was in there because google you want to review this place every time i fucking go somewhere i'm surprised i go take a leak if it asks me if i want to review my fucking toilet (laughs) and for fuck's sake i need to turn that off it's actually getting on my nerves you know you know Um, for me for me you know how my positive reviews i go back negative reviews yeah i don't exactly (laughs) that's how you tell your homies go hey this place because this because i went to the same yeah if they go hey have you gone oh yeah dude fire like go over there and get a fucking enchilada like quit playing games exactly right but negative reviews i just there's no point in in putting it on a fucking review page who cares yeah you're just spreading negativity too because at the end of the day you could have went to a spot and the food was horrible or your server was really bad right it could have just been an off day for that spot yeah you know what I mean? Or that someone who was about to get fired anyway hmm. acting up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why do we, we have enough negativity? The fucking president just shared a a video or an audio feed or something of some governor that accident who went to the restroom and accidentally didn't turn his mic off. He <laughs> tweeted that. That's what we're dealing with yeah. right now. <laughs> I ain't trying to fucking put negative reviews on Yelp. Like, <laughs> We need to be positive. We need to hold hands and kumbaya this motherfucker. Like, we ain't got time for that. All That's right. a real thing, by the way. Check that out. It happened a couple of days ago if you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to check that out. And he was like, oh, so funny. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> what are you, fucking eight? I know. What are you, a sick? What are you, a middle schooler? What the Even fuck? my not, I was telling my wife about it. And my nine-year-old son, who you would think would laugh, was like, That's really mean. He shouldn't have did that. They're at work. 
<laughs> I go, wow, you're more mature than the president of the United States. Yep. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the news has been going on and on and on about the new Black Plague that's sweeping the world. Or at least that's what you would think when you listen to the news uh, about the coronavirus. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, the coronavirus that they've, they've given this name out is not one virus. It's, yeah, coronavirus is a blanket term. Yeah. It's just a, diff, a certain strand of the virus yeah. that uh, that Which is, includes SARS. It's the right. same family. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it includes SARS and it, it includes uh, I think I think some of the the um, common cold is in there. It's uh, respiratory viruses. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So it's just a different strain. So when you when you see coronavirus, it's it may not be the one that's dealing with now. Most likely, it's not. Uh, so there's a lot of things there's a lot of conspiracy theories going out about this and just bullshit remedies and all this stuff and it's kind of sad because a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing is kind of coming from right-leaning sites you know that that's saying this and it just really makes you because and I and I don't mean to disrespect anyone but we do but <laughs> the right because I'm not talking about politics now but if you really look look at it, the right tends to be less educated with stuff like this. And just they and my thing, my thing too is that if you ever look between the right and the left, the right runs on scare tactics. Yeah, they're they coming want to, to terrify. Your, people. They're coming to take your guns. They're coming to take away your church. They're coming to take away this. It's always something in that. Unfortunately, the extreme left has started to do the same thing in recent years, yeah. but it's it's still more prevalent on that side of the political fence. And, but the coronavirus has nothing to do with politics. I was just <laughs> saying. <laughs> but 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 the, the the some of the things that are coming out of it are, and yeah. um so, <laughs> one of the one of the inter most interesting things that I found coming out is just like where it's coming from. Like, I was listening to I was listening to another podcast that was actually talking about some of it, and they were saying that. One and I've got links to some of these in the show notes. So if you go to the uh, the lazygeeks.home.blog and go into the show notes, you'll see some of the links to these. Um, apparently, some are saying that the coronavirus was bioengineered. Um, uh, of course they were. Course yeah, they were. I heard. I heard that it was um, bioengineered to attack Hong Kong, and then it accidentally spread in China. I was about to say, if that's true, that's pretty fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, wow, you missed the mark there. Yeah, you really uh, fucked that one up. Um, and uh, someone had said that it was um, – there's a couple of reasons for the bioengineered. One, that it was developed by the United States to attack China because of our trade dispute. Yeah, because we would really want to murder thousands of people over a trade dispute. Not even that. China – we can't function without China at this point. No. I mean, we like, are codependent entities. Because if you think about the U.S., it, it, there's a movie that you guys should watch. It was an HBO movie called Too Big to Fail. I think it's on Amazon right now. Yeah. And it talks about the financial collapse. One of the things is is that they actually have a meeting between um, the, Treasury, the Treasury Secretary and the Chinese president. And he says, you know, we own a lot of your debt. And it's, and it's so true. They bought up a lot of our debt. So if something were to happen to China, 
we would feel the repercussions right away. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah. They, yeah. they looked at the the one superpower that was left after the Cold War and <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> how can we tie them in? And that's how the world is. The, wor- yeah. the world is – a lot of people go, oh, you know, World War III is coming. I'm like, I doubt there will ever be a World War III because the entire world will collapse. Yeah. Because everything – I think – a few countries in the Middle East could give a fuck, but the majority of the world is all, they're all depend on each other economically. Right. Economically. Um, and so I was like, that seems like a bit of an over, overreaction, you know, like, Oh, real, real quick. I want to throw this out here. So we were talking about how, um, there's more than one coronavirus. So just to put some perspective, the, um, the first coronavirus outbreak was SARS. Um, SARS, dash cov which is what its official virus type in 2003 and it killed um 774 people uh then after that was variation of mers which was um the middle east respiratory syndrome uh coronavirus outbreak which is 2012 2015 and 2018 now we have the wuhan uh coronavirus outbreak which they are calling sars cov2 so essentially it's just sars again yeah I know I don't want to say that lightly. I'm just trying to give it a, a definition. It's just this one seems to be a lot more aggressive, more aggressive when it comes to of, yeah, yeah. It's much more aggressive in how it infects people. Yeah, um, and also, and and here's one thing. Another thing too is this misconception that you know Wuhan. You know they're like, oh my god, they got it from eating bats or rats or whatever. It's yeah. like Wuhan is a huge industrial city. Like here's one thing. They're, they always think people think China and they think rice fields and these motherfucking country yeah, like bumpkin it, assholes. Exactly, exactly. They they think like it's all it's like that. You know, there's 11 million people in Wuhan. In just Wuhan. In just Wuhan. The, <laughs> keep in mind that that is just a little more than the entire population of LA County. This is also why we're seeing it spread so much because right. they're so population dense. Yeah, and, that and, it just needs one person in an area to have it. They're all bumping into each other, right? So it's it's kind of fucking terrifying. Yeah, because like when I was looking at it, and I was like, and I looked at the population of Wuhan, and it was like 11 million people. And then I go, well, what's the population of Los Angeles? So I just I get you know Los Angeles proper yeah. or whatever. It's like four million people. I'm like, shit, that's like three times the amount of people of LA. So then I went like, okay, well let's see, LA County. So when I did LA County, I was like, holy shit. It's just a little bit. It's like ten million ten point eight three million people in L.A. County, and I was just like, "Holy shit, that's like more than L.A. County." And that's from like Thousand Oaks all the way down to like Long Beach. You know, that's like. And all- it's not just even. And it puts. I'm gonna throw some numbers out because I have some figures up right now. So just to keep in perspective, since most of the people listening to this are in the United States, United States population is three hundred and thirty thousand, roughly. Or million, million, I'm sorry, not thousand. <laughs> We're very small. Country. We're very small. Um, 330 million. Um, oh, wow, it ticks up in real time. That's kind of cool. I'm going to check this out later. Uh, <laughs> China is 1 billion, about 1.5 billion yeah. people in that country. So I have um, the John Hopkins uh, Hospital has a like live tracker that I really try not to go to a lot for my own fucking mental health <laughs> of the coronavirus. And um, – Total confirmed is seventy one thousand three hundred and thirty one. The all the in mainland China is, is seventy thousand five hundred and fifty. So the majority of them are in China. 
that sounds big, but when you put 70,550 up against 1.5 billion, yeah. it's really not. Like, no. and, and look, I'm not trying to lessen, because we do have 1775 deaths, um, and there's one death sucks. Like, I'm not trying to say no, it, that, it, I'm not trying to diminish the right, suffering. Right. I'm just trying, people were panicking. Like they were, they were acting. Oh, we're all gonna die. This is what kills us. The end is now. It's like, guys, calm down. Well, there's been 15 cases in the United States. Three of them have recovered. No one has died. Um, you have to, you have to remember, it's a communist country, and unfortunately for those people, their medical care is not that great, and a lot of them can't afford it. So they just think they have the flu and they go home, right? And then they die. You know, unfortunately. Um, total recovery, just to throw this out, was um, 10,972. That number has been going up dramatically faster um, than the death number. I track this once a day. I've, I've given myself once a day because I'm, I'm a figure nerd and I love to see the stats. And I had this up the first day it came out. I had it up like all day. And I kept checking it. My wife's like, this isn't good for you. Like, you, <laughs> this is how too negative the, how, of a situation. How many, how many have died? How much did you say has died? 1,775 deaths. The mass majority of them are in China. There's been, um, let me, oh, Jesus. They break it down by province. I'm trying to see. I'll say we have one death in France, one in Hong Kong, one in Japan, um, one in the Philippines, and one in Taiwan. All the rest are in, in mainland China. And then most of the recoveries are in China too, obviously, because they have the most of the most of the infected even and it's so funny it's not fun I, my words you know it's like point, Us, it think about it if you if you put it against the population of china that's like point zero 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 five it's so small yeah even japan so japan's had 59 cases that's like us lose that's like us losing like trenton <laughs> yeah, I mean. right this tracker is actually really cool if you click on japan it zooms and then the death and recover count changes and it only tells me for that area. So Japan's had one death and 12 recovered, and they've had 59 cases. Japan has a dramatically better medical system, and they're right by China. They're not even nervous about it. They just put on a mask every day and make sure they wash their hands because there was a chick from Japan that was talking about it. It's like it's everything's going about their normal daily life. Everybody takes the fucking train. It's it's no different. Yeah, And it's it's – is it horrible for China? Yes. It's it's more of a logistical nightmare for China. We heard that they built two hospitals in like 10 days or something. And it was oh, it yeah. was an amazing like a time lapse video yeah, of it. It was like that's like an amazing amazing feat of engineering. And I was like, wow, the Chinese do amazing things when they're forced to. Right. But they should have already had that shit set up. You know, and it, it's we're starting to see the holes in their medical system. And they're suffering for it. And unfortunately, their people are suffering for it. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, like we've said, with 70,550 cases in mainland China, having only 1,770 deaths out of that 70,000, it's not, it's not insignificant, but it's not a dramatic figure. Yeah. The number as a whole is astonishing, but at the same time, in comparison to the actual population, it's like very, right. very minute. But at the same time, so you have the whole consp and and the problem is, is because you know the internet does not like a vacuum in regards to information. It creates its own. 
Right. So you have the bioengineered where it means one was that the United States had created it. The other one that is is that it was stolen by a Chinese agent from Ontario, Canada, I think is where it was, and then taken to the China where it got out of control. Um <laughs> which is kind of funny wow. in, in of itself. Um, yeah. and then another one is that, um, that China was experimenting to try to create it through one of their, um, uh, it's one of those, uh, medical companies that deal with viruses and stuff like that. And that it, um, was supposedly, um, and this was came up because um, some website actually went ahead and quoted somebody who just maybe mirrored like it's possible that this may have happened and went as that that was the exact truth. And basically what they had said is that somebody was trying to was in there was a coronavirus in a bat. But the problem is, is again, coronavirus is any respiratory ailment, really, and was in a bat or a bat wasn't. Um, wasn't being affected by a coronavirus. So he was trying to backwards engineer a cure. Like, oh, maybe there's something in, you know, which is what they do. And then yeah. saying that, oh, well, you know, the guy became, the guy that was testing, it became a carrier, left the building and exposed other people to it. And these people kind of went ahead and ended up doxing um, an actual scientist that worked there and made him like the pariah. Yeah, that I read was, that. that. That he was patient zero, essentially, even though he wasn't. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of bullshit like that that's running around. And to be honest, it's a virus. Things mutate. You know, there's no cure for it. There's no real cure for it because of the fact that the cold is a virus, you know, and it's just like it mutates. It Things become. Well, they're working. I know the United States is working on a vaccine and it looks promising, but that's the problem. If it does mutate into something new they can start all over again yeah but one of the one of the things too that people don't seem people are focusing on the coronavirus the coronavirus and being like oh my god is it coming here but what they're actually should be worrying about is the regular flu because the regular flu is is higher than it's been in every in any other year and it seems that the the flu virus the flu um uh the flu shot was the wrong strain like they guessed wrong because basically well, the, same. The, the flu shot is basically a guess for them. Yeah. You know? They're just trying to guess what – it's last year's shit. Yeah. But the, it's so funny to me because this a lot of these people are, are – like the anti-vaxxer people are fucking scared of coronavirus. I'm like, you know the measles is way more fucking contagious. Oh, yeah. Way more. And it's killed way more people. <laughs> But oh no, we just sweep that under the rug. Right. Um, I'm I'm actually on a Forbes uh, article that says the ten misconceptions. That was the first one that it was that um, coronavirus was the most contagious pathogen of all time, and they're like, no, not even not even <laughs> close. Um, do you want to go through through these, or do we have other things to talk about? Well, I was going to jump into some of the the all right, go ahead. The, the cures that they, the, and then of course you have the people that have the the cures. Take some robotus and clear it up. Yeah, you get a little. You're low on robotussin. Put some water in it. Shake it up. You're good what, to go. what would my grandmother say? Um, drink a tea, 
and um, a ginger tea. You put some ginger in it. <laughs> ginger will so ginger and garlic <laughs> cure cancer. I don't even know. Like my grandmother thinks these things are magical. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. Th- there's there's been one that was going around saying drinking bleach, um, would cure the coronavirus. That's cure- actually true. It would cure the <laughs> yeah, coronavirus because it kills the host. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because so that one is that one's yeah, a fact. Yeah, there's some that yeah they will cure, but they also k- kill the host. In which case, yeah, I guess it does work. Yeah, a bullet will kill the fucking coronavirus <laughs> in that case. Um, uh, a more popular one that came out this week was done by the disgraced <laughs> Reverend Jim Baker, who should not be trusted with anything. All who who also is, um, who actually this week suggested that a um a product called silver solution would actually kill the coronavirus within 12 hours now here's one of the things it's like you know he's he was like how is this one virus so easy to kill all of a sudden but we've had like the cold and the flu for fucking (laughs) generations I know, and he holds up the bottle called Silver Solution and, and and asks this the guests there that, you know, whether it's true, it would be the effect it would be effective against this influenza, inaccurately referring to the new coronavirus. Influenza is a different type of virus, and than the new con- coronavirus, and, you know, he was he was basically saying, and then and then the 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 person that he's asking is a is a naturopath, so not even actually. A scientist in any way yeah. um, states that um, that the project hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus before assuring the audience that it can kill off the virus within 12 hours. Oh, I mean, fucking case closed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so stupid. Dude. What the fuck are we doing here? Um, you know, and and then, of course, our president isn't helping matters much when he said last week that now the virus that we're talking about, this is a quote from him, by the way. So if it doesn't make sense, it's an actual quote. Right now, the virus that we're talking about, uh, talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat as the heat comes in. Typically that will go away in April. We're in great shape though. We have 12 cases, 11 cases, and many of them are in good shape now. So that's, basically inaccurate because while there is some truth that colds and flus do go down in the summertime he's basically insinuating that this is going to go away because it's a cold it's a virus if people get it's sick. just a seasonal thousands of people are going to die every winter because right? <laughs> <laughs> it's seasonal well here's the thing too with the flu and the reason why the flu is is more prevalent in the winter a lot of people have a misconception that it's because it's cold so you get sick in the cold. Right. It's it's because the flu is actually a really weak virus outside of its host, but it has this protective membrane around it. So it's kind of just like a gimp most of the time. And then as soon as it gets into somebody, that membrane melts because of the heat. Right. So when it does warm up, they, they're weaker. So the virus kind of doesn't do as well. But who knows if that's how the coronavirus works? Like that's just how the flu works. <laughs> let me so tell, I don't know. But let me tell you, a summer flu, which I had last year, sucks. I had summer flus too. Donkey balls. And they, they fucking because those are the real fucking strong ones. Yeah. Because if you get hit with that, I had that, and I had a cough. What was that? remember that cough that I had? Like yeah. what was it like three months? 
and it was like it was it like lasted forever um so yeah you know that and well let's be honest our president is exactly the most you know intelligent guy in the world and this he he made a similar comment at a rally later that evening and he says oh and by the way the virus it looks like by april you know in theory when it gets a little warmer it'll miraculously go away and i hope that's true but we're doing great in our country china i spoke to president xi and we're wor- and they're working very very hard and i think it's going it's going to all work out fine rough stuff i tell you rough rough stuff <laughs> real rough but i um, but i think uh, it's going to work out good uh, we only have 11 cases and they're all getting better the only thing i'm happy about with this with trump is that he's not talking shit about china cuz i honestly expected him to do that and it would have been fucking tasteless oh god but he's actually just going you know i really hope everything works out it's just the way he frames it, it sounds so fucking retarded but um <laughs> So I'm actually impressed with him, <laughs> the way he's been handling. Someone must have told him, "Do not talk shit about China." Right? Like you, you fucking, they'll get a little upset. <laughs> They're dealing with something right now. And then you but, have people. Um, you also have people that are afraid. Like, well, what if I order shit from China? Is it coming from China? It doesn't. It won't. It it won't stay right. on, a, on a like the box. virus is like, a fucking stowaway on your right. fucking laptop or something <laughs> like that. Like, come on. It the, the, here's the thing. I'm going to say this briefly because I said this to someone at work because they were a couple of people know oh, the coronavirus because we have um, we have a, another company that works in our building that isn't Chase. Mm. I think they're I think they're the mailroom technically, but um, they're all Eastern European and Asian. Mm. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but you hear, you know, Russian and like Slavic languages and you and you hear Chinese and if you see Mongolian Keanu, too. If you see girl- um, Keanu Reeves walking in there, just get the fuck out. <laughs> right, just had a dip. So there's there's been people at my work who have been like, oh, stay out of that break room that they frequent and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, viruses aren't like dating apps. They're not. <laughs> they're not selective. You know what I mean? Like it's it's ridiculous to me. You know about that kind of behavior. And then like some people were talking about that bullshit, and I go, you know, the best way to protect yourself from the coronavirus uh, is the same way you protect yourself from anything. Don't touch people unnecessarily. And it's amazing. If you pay attention, people touch each other for no fucking reason all the time. They're like, like, Joe, they're like Joe Biden. They come up behind you and kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> for real. it's like, don't touch people unnecessarily. You don't have to shake everyone's fucking hand. Yeah. I don't need to fist bump you. <laughs> like I don't do that anyway. Before I don't, coronavirus. I don't to, you know, when you come up and say hi, I don't need to touch your dick. I don't. don't. (laughs) It's out if you want to, but it's not necessary. Um, I won't be offended if you don't. Another thing, I go to the restroom. People don't wash their hands. Wash your fucking hands. I wash my hands. Don't use use Perel. Don't use Perel. No, go clean your fucking hands. I wash my hands for that. I wash my hands before I eat. Try not to touch your face and stay away from people. You don't need to be in people's personal space. And it's that easy. Well, you know, now we have... um, so uh, people are calling it the new yellow peril. Um, and if you don't know that term, read a book, read a history book. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but because there are a lot of hate crimes that are coming up because people are beating up Asians because they have apparently because beating them up is somehow going to cure them of the coronavirus. To beat up the coronavirus. Yeah. It's so pe- fucking pathetic. They, they had a, um, it was on the news, ASU, Arizona state university. 
Um, there's a lot of Asians there um, from all walks, like Filipino, Chinese, Japanese, um, Korean, a lot of Koreans. And um, they they were talking there. Was, they interviewed a couple of them. They go, yeah, I kind of just want to go home because people don't like if I sneeze, everybody stares at me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, can we be better just once? I know. You know, do we really have to be? I mean, it's I get it that there's a fear level here, you know, and it, it's a primal kind of fear. Like, you know, there's a threat and that threat is associated with China. So you're, you know, your little primitive brain is fucking trying to take over. Why don't you use the big one that we fucking developed right. and calm down? Yeah. And my my buddy though he told me he has this friend who's really into Asian chicks, uh, and he says he's having the time of his life because no one will date them on <laughs> Tinder. I was like, "Are you fucking bullshit?" He says, "No, for real, for real." I said, "This is fucking funny." He goes, "He's pulling tens and elevens, okay, so because they're so fucking lonely." Okay, so he's doing no, this on Tinder. So let me see. Let me Tinder, change my pro- Arizona State University. Let me, let me, let me change my pro- girls. Let me try, let me change my profile real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me stay at your spot for a couple of weeks and come through. <laughs> but it's you know, all jokes aside, like the coronavirus is not we don't need to add racism to this. Right. It doesn't make any sense. We already be had one enough. thing if we like had enough. Right. It'd be one thing if you're like chilling on at Santa Santa Monica and a ship's coming in with a bunch of sick people from China. Okay. You know, maybe you don't want to go on that boat. You know what I mean? But it's just ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. Show some fucking respect to people, you know. Yeah. But whatever. The we have three, three people here. The three out of the fifteen here have recovered. No one's died. Yeah. Um. I think our medical facilities are. We're very similar to Europe right now. Europe. It's it. There's been a couple of cases, but no one's really tested for one dude in France, I guess. But which is kind of odd because France has some pretty solid medical. It depends on how far too. along he was in it, too. How long? And then if he even went to the fucking doctors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, they're stubborn. They don't want to go to the doctors. And um, So we know it's a Or guy. if he had health insurance. <laughs> yeah, we know it's a dude. Right. No women have died from this. No. <laughs> um, you know, and then a lot of those deaths, I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I would, I, I would like to see the numbers on age ranges because mm-hmm. for the deaths. Because I'm sure that a lot of them are elderly. Or, you know, God forbid, young children. You know what I mean? It sucks, too, because you have people that are on cruises, you know, that go that are on cruise and the ships are are locked in port. And those people are are stuck on the ships, quarantined on the ships because they're testing everybody. The problem is, is on a ship. That's the perfect incubator. They're all catching it. Yeah, Yeah, they just said that um, 44 Americans have just been picked up from some Japanese cruise liner. Yeah. And they're going in isolation. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I'll never fucking take a cruise. Every time I see about <laughs> cruise in the news, it's always a bad fucking thing. It's a it's affirmation a, of what you what you believe. Right. It's like the first cruise, the first time I ever heard of a cruise ship was the Titanic. Okay. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been similar fucking story. Kiss my ass. I was tempted though with that Star Trek cruise, motherfucker. But you can miss me with that bullshit too. I think the only thing I am kind of a um a germaphobe. I'm I'm not to the point that I'm fucking like that dude monk from that show on USA, but I do I I have like 
fucking antibacterial where I'm constantly cleaning my shit off. I, I clean my hands too much to the point that I have to put lotion on because I'm using the Purell all the time too. Oh, right. You know, and stuff like that. It's just how I am. But um, you don't even have to be that fucking anal. But one thing is they, my, my wife was like, are we going to go to the Renaissance Festival this year? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until the, this whole epidemic thing passes. Yeah. <laughs> But um, honestly, I have six kids and they go to public school and that's pretty much, I mean, yeah, that's we're in constant there. danger of catching something. <laughs> so it's true, true. Uh, all right. So basically what we're trying to say is don't believe, basically don't believe the hype. The, the, the one from the media and the one from those, if somebody goes, oh, I read on this blog. No, don't, definitely not. If it comes from a blog, don't, it, don't believe any of it. Um. Just go the CDC right. and um, WHO and John Hopkins. They they got you. Yeah. If the, if the if they are talking about it, you're good to go. Yeah. And if you read just their news, you'll notice that it's not. It's it, feel for China. It's bad for China. You know they're they're dealing with with a serious issue. Of, they even then 1.5 billion people. You know what I mean? It's not as big as it it seems. Like seventy thousand here would be kind of bad. Yeah, but it's it's just don't freak out. It's not gonna help. Yeah, we're not we we haven't reached outbreak. It's not outbreak or Resident Evil or. Oh, they were showing some company in fucking China has the has the symbol that looks a lot like the Umbrella Corporation symbol, and I was <laughs> like, uh oh, motherfuckers! I hope you didn't crack the case over here with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or 28 days later it's it's none of that it's none of that we're we're not about to live in the walking dead so. makes pretty whack fucking zombies i know right? two weeks you know <laughs> it seems like they're sick for a long time though yeah. because the dude um well, when the, you get if you get a good case of the flu a week to two yeah weeks. you're right because the dude who caught it here um he's still in isolation he's still sick like i'm like dude are you all right like, <laughs> like it's just it's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since you were sick with the coronavirus. <laughs> I like the meme that somebody had in um in their refrigerator. They had um Bud Light with face masks on, and across, on the other side of the refrigerator was our Coronas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only <laughs> I said to somebody, I go um. This coronavirus got me fucked up. That's why I only drink Dozeki's. <laughs> but uh, oh, and that brings up a perfect point. This is the last thing I'm gonna say um, because I've seen online a lot of people from Europe or something have noticed that we make a lot of jokes in the states about right. the coronavirus and think that we're all assholes. Um, if you're not aware, <laughs> the majority of people in the United States are not sensitive snowflakes. Yeah. The most of the we use humor to deal with things yeah like to process it so a lot of times when something big or bad is happening we'll crack jokes because it makes it small enough for us to deal with it <laughs> right um so please don't think that we're all just fucking uncaring assholes because i'm cracking jokes are. right now even though we but are but right i'm cracking jokes right now and I, it's not even on purpose i'm just doing it <laughs> right. you know because it's like what else is there to do yeah you know uh, but uh, yeah, so that's why I don't I don't drink Corona. Just to be clear, I'm just like I don't want anything near it, so I don't drink Corona. I just do blow. That's all. You I never. Do. That's right. <laughs> and you never you you never heard a Guinness making anybody sick. <laughs> right. 
right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you drink too much of it, but... You know what also makes people sick? Uh, Pat's, Pap's Blue Ribbon. That makes people sick. That's disgusting. No. <laughs> Do you know that Pap's... Is it Pap's Blue Ribbon? Yeah, probably. That is really big in Japan. Hold on. Pap's. Oh, I was going to oh, say, fuck. if you were going to say in China, I was going to be like, oh, there we go. We got the culprit. <laughs> we figured it out. So Pap's Blue Ribbon. Let me see if... It's not... I don't think it's Pap's Blue Ribbon. What's another... What's another beer that's like this kind? I don't know. Shitty? <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, I think it is Pabst Blue Ribbon. So hipster beer? I bought, as a joke, yeah, hipster beer. As a joke, I bought a 12-pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon. It probably fucking cost me like three fifty. So I cracked these, this fucking box open, and the cans have Japanese on them. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck? And the cans actually look fire. I'm not going to lie. They look dope. It looked like an anime beer and shit. <laughs> and then a buddy of mine was like, oh, yeah, th- this is fucking huge in the States. And I go, oh, it's like Heineken because Heineken's huge here, but Germans won't fucking drink it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So I'm like, that's funny. And then we cracked it open. I'm like, yeah, this it's is like gross. Foster's. It's like Foster's. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, I like Foster's, actually. <laughs> I like it because you can get the giant can. And it's not tall. It's big, wide can. You feel like a fucking man drinking that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, Pabst Blue Ribbon tastes like shit. <laughs> it tastes like flat beer. Yeah. I'm like, why? And I and they go, well, it's supposed to be easy to drink, so you can get fucked up. I'm like, this is not easy to drink. <laughs> it's like I can chug a Guinness. This is gross. I don't want this. Uh, but yeah, anyway, a little walk down uh, beer. So you know, if you're at the store, yeah, just make sure you put extra lime in it, and yeah. the Corona should be fine. <laughs> Or do blow. <laughs> or do blow. <laughs> Stop fucking <Yeah>. around. <laughs> Jesus. Stop pussyfooting around the fucking issue. All right. Just get to the get to get to the get to the goal right away. That's right. We always playing fucking game. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to rate the show wherever you get it: iTunes, Stitcher, um, or go to the website and uh, comment on the show. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, Twitter and Instagram at thelazygeeks, all one word. Uh, you can, Or you can just straight up email the show, thereallazygeeks at gmail.com. Or, uh, and if you want any more uh, news or you know news about the show and stuff like that, you can check out our blog, thelazygeeks.home.blog. So that is it for us this week. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. Peace out.